In episode two, we defined assets as anything that puts money into your pockets. In this episode, I want to talk about the five different types of assets, meaning the five different overarching categories, if you will, where people can invest their money. And while many of the principles from each of the classes tie into one another, it's important to have a foundation of knowledge for each asset class and the pros and cons of each so that you can invest in the asset class that aligns with your goals. So in this episode, we will define each of the five different types of assets and give the pros and cons of each so you can have an understanding of the different assets available to you and invest in a class that aligns with your goals. Welcome to Money Vision U. In this podcast, we are passionate about teaching the financial class you should have had in high school so you can learn how to fast track your financial freedom. If you want to learn how to make, manage, and multiply your money and see opportunities the way the wealthy do, then you came to the right place. I'm your host, Stuart Berryhill. Money Vision U, class in session. Five different types of assets I want to talk about are paper assets, commodities, business, real estate, and cryptocurrency. You may hear other people say a different number of classes or tie some of these together, but I believe this gives a proper representation of the different categories. Starting with number one, paper assets. What what does paper assets even mean? Paper assets are where you own a representation of something, and I know that's very broad, but I'm going to dive into it a little bit here. Now, a popular example of a paper asset is stocks, the stock market. And to try and define this a little bit further, when you buy a stock, for example, let's say you buy a stock in Amazon, you are now literally a fractional owner, or you have a share of that company. You may have no voice if you only have one share, but Your stock you bought is a representation of ownership in that company. Other examples of paper assets would be outside of stocks, bonds, even different currencies like the U.S. dollar, for example. The term paper assets can definitely be confusing because, I mean, you think of stocks and you just go on Robinhood and app like that and invest and never touch a piece of paper. And then you have ownership in whatever company. But I think a good way of understanding paper assets is really by understanding that you own a representation of something. You own a stock in a company or a share in a company. You have representation in that company. The dollar bill or the U.S. dollar, for example, is a representation of U.S. currency. So if you are being paid in U.S. dollars and think the value of it is going down, you might end up wanting to trade your U.S. dollars, a.k.a. a paper asset, with something that you think might be going up in value. Now, let me give a list of pros for this asset class, pros and cons, but starting with pros, it is liquid, meaning that you can get in and out of it really quickly. So you can invest in a stock quickly and you can sell a stock quickly and get your money back in U.S. dollars or whatever. Uh, Another pro would be its simplicity. You can download an app, connect it to your bank account and start investing. And you can do this anytime, anywhere. So it's very easy to be able to invest in this asset class. There are some tax advantages that you can have for it. 
There are also cash flow opportunities if you invest in stocks that pay dividends. For example, I had some shares of Coca-Cola and I recently got a dividend payment of a whopping $2. <laughs> not much, but obviously I don't have much invested either. And not all companies on the stock market pay dividends. And the last pro, ultimately it is a passive investment unless you are trying to do something like day trading or whatnot. It is going to be a passive investment for you to invest in. Some cons of paper assets are no control. You can choose what you buy and when you buy and sell, but you don't really have any control on how the company does or how the currency performs. Another con would be it is volatile. So prices can go up and down very quickly. So if you're needing to get out on a certain day, that could be dangerous because it could be a bad day for that company in this, or the stock market where the value of it is down. Another con would be you can't use leverage, meaning you can't use debt to your advantage like you could in an asset like real estate. And the last con would be there can be fees and commissions involved that eat your money or uh, decrease your returns, specifically if you have someone maybe managing something like your money market account where you just have an asset manager that watches your stock stuff for you so it is completely passive. Investing in paper assets can be a good way of growing your wealth without much labor or stress and with less risk if holding long term. Most people who invest in paper assets are looking at a mid to long term plan for their financial freedom. It is an asset that you can very passively invest in and build your wealth for the future, but you are going to be looking at a longer term play. The second asset we are going to talk about is called a commodity. So what is a commodity? This is ultimately a tangible good or item, and these are items that could be preserved and used in everyday life. So examples of this would include things like metals. Uh, they call them precious metals, things like gold, silver, etc. Maybe materials like oil, even a food that can be preserved, sugar, grains, maybe even a bottle of wine. These are all usable items that have value now. And they will most likely have value 100 years from now. Although someone might even argue for collectibles like sports cards. Those could be a commodity. I know people have talked about and shown examples of where they bought a Pokemon card even. And what they sold it for in the future. So collectibles like that, that would probably fall into the commodity asset class. Now you may be wondering why people would want to buy some of these things. Why would someone want to buy something like gold? They just want to look rich? What's the purpose of it? Well, let's look at some of the pros of commodities. The main reason people invest in gold and other commodities is because they look at it as a hedge against inflation. So let me explain that. Meaning if the U.S. dollar or whatever currency dies or just keeps getting devalued due to inflation, the gold, for example, will hold its value no matter what currency looks like in the future. If the U.S. dollar is down, people expect gold to still hold its value no matter what currency that country is using in the future. So it's like having a form of money insurance. You're insuring that you will have wealth preserved in the future because you are trying to invest in an asset that holds its value regardless of what is happening around it economically in different countries, etc. It isn't something where you are looking for cash flow to live off of. It is generally invested in by people who already have a good amount of money, a good amount of wealth, but they want to make sure that 
their wealth is preserved because they don't trust the government with money. Commodities are also referred to as stores of value because investors believe it will have value in the future no matter what happens to different government currencies. Other pros of commodities, after it being a hedge against inflation, are that it helps you diversify your portfolio, so to speak, which really is another way of saying protecting your wealth. If you have all your money in the stock market, for example, and it drops 20% in one day, you just lost 20% of your money. But if it was diversified into different assets, then you lose a smaller percentage if there is a rainy day, so to speak. Cons of commodities would include there's no income. Like I said, there's no cash flow, really. It just sits there and maintains its value. It just really is trying to hold its value. It's not even necessarily trying to increase in value. You don't invest in commodities necessarily to make money, but to preserve money. Another con would be it is volatile if you are looking in the short-term scope. Long-term, they will generally hold value, but short-term, it can increase or decrease dramatically. For example, gold dropped 50% in value from 2009 to 2011, which is a huge amount. Commodities are assets that hedge your money against inflation of government currency. So the people who are investing in this asset generally have wealth and aren't necessarily wanting to grow their wealth, but rather preserve what they already have. The third asset class is business. That is the next asset we are going to talk about and most understand the idea of a business. You have a product or a service that you sell to consumers at a higher price than it costs you to make it or to do the service. So you can invest in your own business or you could even invest in someone else's business. And we are talking about private, not public businesses that are on the stock market. But private business could mean that you open up your own pizza restaurant or maybe you invest your money with someone else opening a pizza restaurant and you get a percentage of the pie. No pun intended. But if you have ever watched Shark Tank, for example, you can see people on both sides of the equation when investing in the business asset class. Pros of this asset would be you can have a lot of control, if not all the control, especially when you are the one running the business. Another pro is you don't have the lid of a paycheck given by an employer. You're your own boss and you control your own destiny. And this may sound nice, but starting a business, just so you know, can be very difficult. Whether it's trying to get customers to help gain your momentum, uh, finding money to just source your business. It is an asset that requires a lot of attention and a lot of time, especially when starting it. Now, like I said earlier, you can also invest in others' businesses, but you had better make sure that it is someone you are confident in because starting a business can be a bottomless pit for your money as an investor when you are not doing your due diligence on the partners, the financing, and analyzing the project. And the last pro would be it does come with some nice tax advantages. I'll just say this, you can write off a lot of taxes when you own a business. A list of cons would be it is not easy, like I kind of mentioned earlier, especially if you are wanting to grow. You're going to have to be a resilient problem solver and a leader if you want to grow a business. Another con would be it takes a lot of your time. Even if you are successful, you are going to keep facing a lot of new problems that just come with a company getting bigger, with your business getting more consumers. 
But if you create or are a part of a business that can start to gain traction and you can learn how to uh, lead to and manage it, it can really be an asset that builds your wealth and you can actually become more hands-off if you grew it large enough. So building a business is an excellent way to build wealth. If you learn how to build and run a business, this can be a great avenue for people to pursue who are looking to achieve financial freedom sooner rather than later. I think of having a business as a great short-term, mid-term, or even a long-term play. And when I say business, don't think of it as something that has to develop into this massive company or massive corporation. It could just be you starting your own lawn care service. Maybe you're in high school and you have a summer where you're wanting to just work. And so you're looking for clients and different people to mow their yards and do their landscaping. Well, if you're doing it yourself, essentially, you're starting to run your own little business right there. And then you start to figure out how to develop that and scale that. But even that could be considered the business asset class. I'm actually going to stop at number three of the five different assets for this episode And we will finish talking about the other two in next week's episode. But from this episode, we have looked at three of the five different types of assets, what they are, pros and cons of each, and the type of investor that each asset is for. Come back next week for part two, where we will dive into cryptocurrency and real estate. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Vision U. If this is something that added value to you, then please subscribe, leave a review, and share. We are passionate about teaching financial literacy so you can learn to take control of your financial future. If you want to learn more, then follow us on social media platforms at Money Vision U. We look forward to catching you in the next class.